millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Hudson. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Welcome all to our final part, part seven of Alan Hudson's World Cup Diary. And while Argentina are returning to Buenos Aires with the World Cup, the Golden Glove, the young player and the golden ball, we did leave empty-handed, Al, because we've got the fair play trophy and Dave the Cat. Well done, Safegate. Brilliant. Well, that's, you know, that's the fair play. I say fair play to them. You know, <laughs> basically. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I, I, as I, I sent you an email earlier on, and on it said, uh, you know, football's a funny, funny old game. The old, especially the knockout competitions and that. Yeah. And you sometimes in in domestic football, you look at things and you get knocked out along the way, and you wonder. Then you see a team go on to do a lot better. They're inferior teams, or whatever. But Saudi Arabia must have thought, you know, we could have been in the final. You know, we beat Argentina and we we done great against them. And, I mean, France for 80 minutes were awful. Yeah. You know, they were they were you know like England and in the Euros with Italy, they played. Italy were hopeless, and yet they still couldn't beat them. And France were there for the taking when England. If England had been good enough, but basically, Paul, they're just not good enough. For you. No. All this hype on TV. You know, uh, you listen to these people, Ian Wright, you know, Alan Shearer, they're all jump on the England bandwagon every four years and it drives me mad. You know, why don't they just be honest and, you know, say, tell it the way the way we see it, you know. whole country knows. We go down a pub and we speak to our mates and say, just not good enough. Mm. Simple as that. But we can be good enough, Al if we played our most creative players and put them players on the pitch. But he's he's took now to three tournaments, a group of gifted players, because England, no matter really whether we're good, bad or indifferent, we should have always be competitive, certainly in the Euros. And then, yeah, for sure, in the World Cup as well. But when it's come to the crunch, when Southgate has come to a game that you would expect, there's a little bit of jeopardy on, this could go either way. It has gone either way and not our way. He's failed three times now and and also was given an, an extension before the World Cup and he's activated it because he's now turned round and said, I'm staying on to the Euro, so we've got two more years of this rubbish. Well, it's, you know, uh, you know, as I always say, it's... Um... We never take any, you know. We never look back in history, and we learn. We should, we should learn from history, but we don't, you know. Everyone raves about, you know. They're still chewing over 1966, and you know, the. I remember around the time I was in the squad in '70, and you know, they were going mad about. But you no, know, Alf was the same. Alf Ramsey was the same. It wasn't picking your best team and winning the tournament. Yeah. You had Jimmy Greaves on the sideline. We had people. That 
like Peter Thompson and one of the best wingers in the world. We we had better players on the on the bench then than what what we did when we won it, and we won it really. Who's who's to say you know? You know, would we be Argentina if they hadn't gone down to 10 men, ratting, got sent off? Uh, so many ifs and buts. Unlike this World Cup, where it was so dubious, so many dubious decisions, bad defending, awful, you know. But 10 minutes ago, the, the, that Otamendi, whatever his name, he makes a tackle like the Frenchman did on the English fella, you know, yeah, to yeah, get the yeah. penalty. You know, it's just mm. uh, the players, the standard of, of defending in in modern day football, Paul, is atrocious. You know, they just don't know mm. how to defend. Do you think... They think like, they think like Pep Guardiola. Everyone's got to be a footballer. Even goalkeepers are trying to play football now. You know, and it it's uh, and it rubs off. And uh, and they think because they're good players, they don't like. They, there's an art to defending, and these players, the modern day players, just don't know how to tackle. And that's what I was going to say to you. Do you think it's a fact that you get these academies, England are trying to play out from the back, the goalkeepers have got to be a footballer. Well, you're a goalkeeper for a damn good reason. You're not a footballer. And these days, all the defenders, they want comfortable on the ball, comfortable. Now, I want a goalkeeper to be able to be useful with his hands, stop shots coming out. I want defenders that are able to defend. And then when you've got the ball... Give it to someone that can actually play football. But I think I think you're right there, Al. It's been over the years, let's play football, let's play football, and the art of defending has diminished. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, great example about what you just mentioned is uh, the best goalkeeper in the competition, you know, the Villa goalkeeper. Yeah. He was phenomenal. You know, there's no doubt. And, but he's been phenomenal for all, all the time with Villa. He's been absolutely out this world every time I've seen him at Villa you know when they were having a good run under the other manager mm. uh, he's terrific terrific goalkeeper and he concentrates on you know he made a, he made a hash last night when he come out and tried to volley one you know but I think that was more in the heat at a moment and the, the, the start the magnitude of the game when he come out he tried to clear it and he missed it and they he was very fortunate he didn't drop to someone and you know like the Morocco game when he scored the first goal, the goalkeeper made a hash, come off his line, and yeah. and the fella chipped it over his head. But uh, you know, it's um, it, it's common. It basically all boils down to common sense. Uh, but you know, when I think the most amazing thing about the World Cup is, um, I remember the first game when. Saudi in the second half against Argentina. Argentina should have been 5-0 up at half-time yep. and they lost 2-1. They, they were erratic. Argentina were erratic. They played like, second half, they played like a Sunday pub team. Mm. And I thought, there's no way. You know, they were being in my in my local pub whether they go through or not, through the, get through the group, you know. How they got through the group, and it was only got through the group because of Messi, you know. Yeah. He's come up with a, he come up the first one against Mexico, and just outside the box, if that had been nil-nil, they were in big trouble. Um, you know, so it was a, it was a, an incredible World Cup for that alone. Um, and to, you know, they mentioned it last night. Who would have said after the first game that they would be in the final? But then, not only were they in a final, but they had total control for eighty minutes. I, it was just horrendous. And my friend, my poor friend, who had a massive bet on it. You know, uh, I'm 
I'm thinking about going to the fridge and getting a bottle of champagne out and celebrating for him. And then all of a sudden he makes a horrendous tackle and it's 2-1. And who picks a ball up but Mbappé? I mean, God almighty, it was a, it was a, oh, it was a moment I went, oh, no, I, I can't tell you what I said on, yeah. on air, but uh, it was terrible. But it was a great, it was a, you know, for 80 minutes, it was 2-1 side. It was no way the best World Cup of all time, of all time, not at all, because for 80 minutes, it was 2-1 sided. But from then on, it was like, as, as I wrote today, it was like a scene from Ben-Hur, when it, the, the old chariot race, you know. It was unbelievable, you know, bodies everywhere, you know. Um, it was great. It was great. It was great. It was great television for someone. If someone watched it last night, and never seen football before. They had a, they they would have loved it. But the only thing that would have messed it up for them, they wouldn't have went out and go to football again because not not many games are like that. No, absolutely. Let's let's look at the the final. Um, Benzema. It looks as though he got the ump by not being involved in the World Cup. He was injured, and they sent him home. And then apparently he's fit, and he, by all accounts, wanted to go back to Qatar. Um, but Deschamps didn't want him. There seems to be an undercurrent there with Mbappe. Uh, sorry, Mbappe with Benzema and and Deschamps because it appears as though he's now retired from international football. But I do believe he's 35. And when you're looking at the next tournament, he's got to be 37. You know, is it the right time for him to say, Do you know what, it is now. We, we've come so close and uh, I've had my time. I'm retiring from international football. Having said that, how old's Giroud? I think he could be another one. But I do think that Giroud seems to be a Didier Deschamps kind of player where I think that that Benzema might not be. And I think if Deschamps does stay, I think Giroud will stay. But if Deschamps well, decides it, to call it a day, perhaps he'll retire as well. I, yeah, but I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying is you're saying exactly the same as what fucking the, the thing with uh, Southgate is. He's got his type of players. And yes. Benzema, yeah. Benzema, I mean, the, the other fella, uh, Benzema, he, he's, he's just an incredible player. Yeah, he is. You, you wouldn't, there's not an argument who, who could be playing in the mm. French team out of them two. Yeah. It, it just, you know, had he played, they wouldn't have played that bad last night if he was playing up front. He would have rolled yeah. them. Yeah, but absolutely. The, uh, the, it's just that uh, Giroud, I, I really do believe the older I get, the, the more, it, and it happens. It's like Argentina winning it for Lionel. I think it really is written in the stars. I, yeah. I really believe that. I've, you know, when Chelsea won a cup in seventy, our name was all over it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't. We got every. We got the best draw all along the way, right until we got to Leeds in the final, and and we were still second best and won it. Yeah. You know, so you know it is knockout competitions can be like that. Absolutely, but there are going to be a number of players. You know, now looking at the next tournament, because this was, it was almost like the Dad's Army World Cup, wasn't it? We've got a lot of star players that are in the mid 30s or late 30s that must look at the next tournament thinking, Do you know what? I ain't going to be making it. I'm going to retire. And I think this could be a scenario where a number of players go now, for whatever reason, I'm retiring from international football, retiring, retiring. And as, as, as much as France have been successful, the manager Deschamps has a certain way a player 
playing and like a lot of managers he has a certain kind of player that he likes and he trusts I don't like that. I think you should play your best players. But he's been relatively successful. And I think that there could be a fallout with him and Benzema where he's told him to go and do one. If you're the manager, I'm retiring. Now, if I was um, James Madison and Jack Grealish, we've learning that Southgate has got another two years. I'm not too sure how old Madders is. I think he's about the same age as Jack. They're going to be 28, 29 type of age in the next uh, Euro tournament. Hardly got a sniff at this one. And you look at Southgate, you know what his 11 is. Them boys might as well retire because Southgate don't like creative players. He's got his way of playing in a negative way. Well, I'd have been, I've, I've, got, I've said it before to you that uh, mm. I'd have been looking to see if I've had, yeah. had any other blood in me, you know. It would be yeah. nice to have some Moroccan blood in this World Cup or something like that. You know, look through your, your old family tree and see if, you know. Um, you know, the kid, uh, what, what amazing, what, what I thought the great thing about the World Cup as well, which, you know, uh, was when you, when you think that the goalkeeper who won the gold, you know, the golden glove or whatever it was, yeah. he was superb. Plays for Aston Villa. Yeah, Martin. You know, he, um, Without a doubt, without a shadow of doubt, without Messi, McAllister was the best player for Argentina. Yeah. Good player. Yeah. Played for Brighton, Brighton and Ove Albion, you know, they're nondescript team, you know, and you wonder. I watched them for about three years and I never knew he was Argentinian. Yeah. You know, and especially with that name on his back, you'd think, well, he ain't, you know. But that, having said that, Manchester United have got a Brazilian called Fred, you yeah. know, so <laughs> where do you go there? But, yeah, I mean, it's. I think that was great last year. Yeah, it was great, Argentina. There's so many wonderful stories come out of their team, yeah. you know, for the goalkeepers, playing for Oxford two years ago. McAllister, unbeknown, they showed, they showed they had a little clip on TV uh, for five minutes beforehand, and the Brighton players were all sending their best wishes over to him. You know, bring the World Cup home. You know, that's how much he's thought of it, Brighton. And mm. and these players, you know, who aren't all English, but they were. Some of them are English. You know, they wishing him well and have a great World Cup. And he did have a great World Cup. And I think my friend who had the bet last night, I said uh, the biggest chance we got is if McAllister plays well tonight, because that allows Messi to push up a little bit more and get further forward because we, we wanted Messi to score because of the goals, you know, the golden boot and, and Argentina win it. Uh, but he, you know, that kid, you know, I'd have loved to have played, you know, I was in the 1970s squad. I'd love to have played in that World Cup. It would have been, they're very special occasions, but for that kid to play, he'll come back next season, play for Brighton, he'll be a complete superstar. You know, a World Cup winner playing for Brighton, my goodness. And we got all these so-called English superstars, you know. You know, Frank Lampard, three or four years ago, when he was at Chelsea, had Declan Rice at the top of his hit list. He wanted him to play. They offered £90 million for him. Mm. My goodness. So it makes you wonder. Frank would have got the sack a lot earlier than what he actually did if he'd bought him. But again, Declan Royce, you'd identified it, put him there at centre-half. He used to play for Chelsea as a centre-half when he was a kid. 
I think he's a centre-half. He ain't good enough to play midfield for me. McAllister, you're right. He's a player. He gets on the ball. He's Argentinian because his dad used to play... I'm sure I read this. His dad used to play for Hibs and he went on loan to an Argentinian team. And then I guess go. I guess he, he met a girl over there, then stayed and they had a baby. And that's Absolutely. McAllister. So, a baby. A baby. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what a stroke of luck for McAllister that his dad went on loan and played in Argentina. He could have gone on loan and played for Colchester. And then he yeah. might... Do you know, you know, it just yeah. shows you the path of life. Not you take it Nothing against the girls in Colchester, <laughs> you know. You're better off in Argentina, and I bet she's a beauty as well. And uh, I mean, it's just uh, it's just uh, the luck of the draw, fate, and fate as yeah. fate as an incredible hand in all of this. And it's I was just so delighted for him because he's such a good footballer. Yeah, you know, not because he won it, and not because he's playing for an English club. I don't I don't believe in all that rubbish, you know. But he is a quality, quality player. And to play in the Argentinian team, you know, not, they're not a great Argentinian team, to be honest, but they they catered superbly well for Messi. They run their legs into the ground for Messi because when they haven't got the ball, they play with 10 men. Lionel walks about because he, he mm. can't hack it no more. But uh, his touches were immaculate. Everything about his display was immaculate. And, you know, if ever a player deserved to pick up the trophy, it was him. Absolutely. And we are going to talk about the final in, in a short while. But before we go on about the game of football, let's give a shout out to them Argentinian fans. They were phenomenal. And I've been doing a lot of sharing on my Facebook page about Argentina. There's a great book Jonathan Wilson's wrote, uh, written, Angels with Dirty Faces, and it's the uh, football industry of Argentina football. I watched a, a documentary last night on Boca Juniors. I mean, they are absolutely, they're as mad as a box of frogs, them, them Argentinian supporters. They are so passionate. When we go on about our lot of passionate, these fellas take it to another level. And I think they've been tremendous. We put up that your friend sent you from the LaSalle Stadium and then you walk through all them corporate areas. I thought it was a five-star hotel. Out yeah, onto yeah, the balcony, yeah. you're seeing them Argentine, 40,000 Argentinian fans. Yeah. And yet a lot of them were from Argentina. I thought they were yeah. fantastic, Al. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean... Th- it does help. It really does. You know, if you've got the fans behind you. But at the end of the day, it's um, they that I don't think they could have won it without that that, that following. Really, don't I think they lifted they lifted them after the first game. You know, they could have easily gone the other way. The fans and thought, oh, what that what was that all about? Getting beat by a all because it was one of the biggest shocks of all time. Yeah. Um, but they've lifted that. They've lifted that team. The coach has done fantastically well. I mean, he, why the coach is so brilliant is in the aftermath of it all was Messi's turned around and he's got afterwards and he's gone, I'm not retiring now. I want to play on. I, I, I just love this group of players. What I've just experienced in the national team, I want more of. And I, and I suppose he's thinking of, well, if I stick here, then the manager's going to say, you know, I'll, I'll he'll want to roll in behind the scenes of coaching or not even doing that. Like 
Bobby Moore should have done with England. He should have kept him on as the ambassador. Because what he's what he's done for Argentina, like like Maradona done, you know what they've done for Argentinian football is, you know, we talk about our players in this country and the English players, the modern day players, and really that we we don't hold a candle to these players, you yeah. know. No, I mean we it's don't sad, even it's get sad close. To say, it's, it's sad to say. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm I've was treated badly by the FA and and left out, but as were a lot of the, a, a few more of the lads. But uh, my case was a little bit different. You know, I got banned for three years. I've I've got a thing against the FA, but when they get a great player come along, you know, you know, I'm at Glenn Hoddle. While I was banned, Glenn Hoddle made his debut against yeah. me at Stoke. Uh, We've had some wonderful players. I mean, the, you know, the, the the crazy thing about this is that they were talking about Gascoigne last night, you know, uh, one of the all-time greats, which he would have been if he hadn't got injured, if he yeah. was stupid tackle. Um, but if Gascoigne was around today, he wouldn't have got in the England team. No, he wouldn't. No. I mean, Southgate, the... wouldn't have, Southgate wouldn't have put picked Paul Gascoigne. No way. No, no way. He would have had Declan Rice in front of him. So, so you know that that is the the saddest indictment with English football that you've got a man that won't pick a Paul Paul Gascoigne when he when he went into a World Cup in Italy and he took him apart. You know he he won. He, you know if he'd have been in the best team, he should have been in the best team and and carried off the World Cup on his own. You know he was that good. But let's look at that 1990 uh, tournament. It wasn't until we played Czechoslovakia at Wembley. Uh, round about St George's Day, 1990. So it was only a few months before we, we went and flew out to Italy. Gaza wasn't even uh, certain of getting on that plane because no, Robson no. didn't like him. England managers do not know how to accommodate flair players and players that can do creative things on the ball. Like going back to what you just said about Messi and and, um, and Maradona, both of them wouldn't have played for England because they would have no. said, no, you ain't. No, we don't want players like you. We want robots to play our game. Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, I think there's a, there's, there's, there's only one uh, man that would have done it, and that was Venables. Venables would, have, Venables would have picked Gascoigne, and uh, he's the only England manager in, in my lifetime. I know Terry very well. He, you know, he, when I went to Chelsea as a kid, and I know, I've known him for fifty odd years. Mm. Uh, he's the only man that really could have done what he'd done and walked into Barcelona and, and did what he did there. The only Englishman that, that could done that. He's full of himself, Terry, you know, he's um he's he's a East End spiv, you know, we all know that. He's he's he, but as he proved in nineteen ninety six he done it with Shearer and Shearer said the other night, he said, but I didn't look like I was gonna get a game in the Euro ninety six and he pulled. He said he pulled me aside. He went. You're, he said no. I hadn't scored for about six games. He said you're going to be my centre forward in them six games. And then he picked people like Sheringham and Sheringham wouldn't have got a game in the England team today. He, no. He'd have wanted someone who's going to run around because Teddy never sweated. No. You know, uh, he was that good. But um, no, I mean. It was such a. If if Venables would have, if he hadn't have been at the, in court with Alan Sugar when the, that Euros were on, and he, he would have stayed the England manager, I think it would have changed changed English football. If he'd have got like a four or six 
year contracts. I mean, it would it would have changed English football, but we're not going to change this. Changing it for the worse with keeping him on. Absolutely. But could you imagine if we had a scenario in England where we gave a young Terry Venables in, say, 1982, go to World Cup, you're, you're, you're our football guru, TV. We want you to impose us on the world and we want you to be the manager that takes our great nation forwards and plays with a style, with an arrogance, with a swagger, with something we've never really seen before because we missed a trick in the 70s. We ain't going to miss it in the 80s. You're the man. But they're fearful of players and people like that and that's our problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was circumstances then, but it wasn't mm-hmm. really. Uh, I don't know how he got in the job. In the, well, he was very successful in the club management. You know, is uh, regarded as one of the great coaches. I've yeah. seen him one. I've seen him when he was at QPR and uh, when he had Tony Curry. Tony Curry there. You know, mm-hmm. um, so he's uh, Terry's. He's. He's quite the opposite of Southgate because he's. We talk about being fearless, and you know you've got to be fearless in this game. You've got to forget what might happen, forget what might go wrong, and say throw him in because he could set the world on light here, and that, that's all it needs. You know, a lot of people, a lot of managers after the first game would have dropped Messi. Yeah, they would have gone. They would have gone. We can't do it. We got to get. Out. We're in trouble now. We got to kick our way out of trouble here. How are we gonna? But they didn't. They didn't because the the nation would have erupted, and and by by believing in that is is genius. They actually actually won it. I don't, I, I was sitting there last night totally thinking all through that first 80 minutes, what's going on here? Because, you know, within a month, they've gone from looking like a pub team yeah. and they look like the best team in the world. They get, only because they were playing the world champions, you know. And it was just... It was just... Uh, I was drained last night. I really was watching it. And I've got no... Uh, my friend had had a, a a very very decent bet, which it would have come to a nice few quid, but he got out of trouble, so I, w- I was kind of relieved. But just watching it, when it all kicked off ten minutes ago, and then Bappy started, you know, and then he got the second goal. What a goal that was! Uh, then he started to come alive. I mean, they, you know, the city they made excuses. You got a virus. All them big. Uh, pundits on TV, are oh, they, yeah, they're playing like they got a virus, you know, they look leggy, leggy and all that. As soon as they scored, it was the other way round. Yeah. You know, Argentinians look like they had a virus. I mean, God almighty, it, it's, it, it's, um, it's just that one stroke of luck they had with a penalty, uh, which obviously could have changed England's fortunes when Harry missed that one. But that was only a defensive error. It wasn't somebody, something they had created. You know, and it's um, I, I I just say I, I held my head when he gives the penalty away, but not knowing what was to come. You know, what was to come was probably the most dramatic extra time, ten minutes and extra time of football ever been. Absolutely, and I've been listening during this World Cup to the commentators. I do 
try and turn it down, and I, and I do certainly at uh, at half time and before the games because they talk such crap. Um, but <laughs> but the the, <laughs> the first half, I was watching the first half, travelling back from my mum and dad's, and so I was listening to the first. I missed the first fifteen. In fact, I walked in the door, turned the telly on, and Messi had just put the uh, the penalty away. That's as as I got in. So I'm sitting there in there, glass of wine, watching the game, and I thought Argentina are playing some fantastic football. But how bad are these French players? And you know yeah. they were on about this virus and a virus. I thought they're playing like a zombie nation. And then he made a couple of changes before half time, and I thought, "Oi, what's going on here?" And then yeah, second yeah. half, they come out. They were a bit better, but even so, Argentina wasn't really under any pressure. In fact, I think when Mbappe took that penalty, I think that was their first shot at goal in the in the World Cup final. And and then the game. No, came they, along. they actually they actually had one more that flew oh, over they? the bar. I think I think Mbappe smashed one over the yeah. bar. We're never going to go in, but that but that was after about seventy five minutes, I think. Yeah. So, but you're not far off, Paul. But yes, yeah, I mean they they just wasn't in it. And as you say, Al, it does change the game when you score a goal. And Mbappe went on and and became the first player to score a hat trick in a World Cup final where all three of them went over the line. (laughs) (laughs) I did say that to one of my pals, a Scottish fella, and he was going on and and what have you. And and I did say, yeah, but all all three of them have crossed the line from Mbappe because he was saying two of them were penalties. (laughs) But, uh, But again, what a player. Came alive, didn't do much beforehand. In fact, with the build-up, I was listening to the radio commentary, and they were saying that he, he'd, when all the French players were doing a little bit of footwork, he went off down the tunnel. I thought, I better he's going to have that ankle sorted out because there was a bit of speculation with England that he wouldn't play. He had a quiet game, had a quiet game in the semi-final. But after about eighty minutes, boy, that that lad come to life and what well, a player! Well, yeah, but again, boy, it was only the penalty, wasn't it? It, you was, know, it wasn't. It yeah. wasn't any great play. They whacked no. the ball downfield, and he's made a mistake. Yeah. But it, it's like, um, if he had a bad, even if he did play with a bad ankle, mm. and he scored the penalty, the, the adrenaline rush you get when you, I can only imagine in a yeah. World Cup final. Would will be any painkiller? Absolutely. To to think that they got a lifeline and they can you they kind of come alive and you know his sec and Bappy's second goal was just classic. You know, I mean, what a goal! I mean, <laughs> they said on television last night he should have took two, he should have took two touches. Are they sure? Shows you Honestly, he should have took two touches. He he he, he, took, he went to the header. He timed his run to perfection. He. he, he he moved his body in the right as tonight, as I put this morning, like Jimmy Greaves used to get scissor kicks like that. But he would load down, and it was like a, it was like ballet, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it was. But the power, because he got his hand on it again, the goalkeeper. Yeah. You know, if he don't, if he don't, it with so much power, he saves that. I I was literally I was wetting myself listening to the commentary. That was the most stupidest thing 
I've ever heard ever on English TV. And I was watching it. Uh, to be honest, I, I was watching it on the BBC and I had to turn it over. No, sorry, I was watching it on ITV and I had to turn it over. They went down to the girls and they were talking crap. Oh, and I funny. thought, oh, yeah. I can't listen to that. So I turned it over and I was listening and Lee Dixon was commentating and, and Dixon was, he, oh, I, I can't believe he never took a touch. I thought, mate, are you having a laugh? <laughs> he did say that. I mean, yeah, that was we, it. We, when we used to play Germans, I mean, the, the, the name we used to give for headers and volleys, we'd play that as kids. The ball would come over. You could only score from an header or a volley. The ball comes over like that. You're going to hit that first time on the volley. Um, so yeah. Anybody worth anything in football. And that's, a, that's why we ain't no good, because we listen to these clowns who coach them. We go, we got a right back here coaching a forward. I want you to take a touch. Oh, forget, mate, I'm not listening to anything you've got to say because clearly you haven't got a clue. I mean, in battle, yeah. what? Oh, just different well, class. As, as how many people could actually execute what he, you know, the the whole situation, you know, you can't coach. You. That's why I say certain people are uncoachable. You can't coach things like that. That's that you can't do things like that from that's not from the training ground that's that's total genius yeah. um and then and that's what he is he you know he played against england he looked like a he was in his day and he had two kind of games where he was but you can't expect him you know that's why the brazilian team in 1970 was so fantastic yeah. because when pele weren't doing it Jarzino was doing it when yep. Jarzino weren't doing it. Rivellino was doing it. And then Gerson was doing it. You know, they had so many fantastic individuals. But whereas with the French, I mean, Griezmann had a very, very off game last night, you know, which was right in Argentina's favour. From the word go, he, he made three bricks. And I thought, this is good. You know, because I, I was Argentina all the way last night. Yeah, mm. but I'm mainly obviously because of the 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 bet but um that was right in their favor and when i said to my friend before the game i said what we need what you need to win this bet is for McAllister to play his best game tonight and he did he was he was absolutely superb uh we haven't got we got midfield players on the line on the bench. We got Jack. We got Madison. But they're they're a different type of player. They're, they. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do the, the odd, you know, the odd trick and they yeah. do something they can get Nicky a goal. But 
what they needed last night was McAllister to be involved the whole game, and he was. He was here, there, and everywhere. He was making, and he knew he had to. He knew he had to do that because he knew if we're going to win a World Cup, I got to do this because for Lionel because he ain't got the legs no more. But you're right. I mean, you know. Yeah, McCall- McAllister is that kind of all-round complete midfield player. He's no, you know, he'll come deep, he'll get it off the back four. He wants the ball, he wants to get on the half turn and play. He'll give a little nice little one-two, have it the other side. And then, he, you know, he makes the play. He, he, he could play easily in a midfield trio with uh, with Jack and with Madison. Uh, Griezmann, I think you're absolutely spot on. He had a tremendous tournament. Whether he won't very well or whether he just had an off game, who knows? But again, the press before the World Cup final were blowing smoke up his backside, saying what a great player he is. And I'm thinking, we got a fella like that. His name's Jack Grealish. We don't put him <laughs> on the pitch. He's very similar to Griezmann. But, again, we just don't understand how to play these players. And and then at 80 minutes, when the game did come alive and France did turn up to the party with a few bottles, I mean, blimey, it was. But, again, you look on the social media and the comments, the greatest one. I've been listening on the radio. Greatest World Cup final ever. And I'm like, I'm doing me a favour. It no. reminded me it had shades of 79, Man United versus Arsenal. And, and um, Man United... Oh, rabbit, went, rabbit, yeah, Paul, rabbit. But they, rabbit. Were, they, they were never in it, were they, United? Arsenal were kind of canter. Then United got two goals. And then the ball's come over. Alan Sunderland's tucked it away. But, again, when something happens like that, oh, late on in the game and you have extra time... And these commentators wanted extra time banned. Nothing ever happens in extra time, they were saying in some of the earlier yeah. rounds. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, and I was commenting, I didn't want, at that stage, I didn't want the game to end. I thought it was unjust, really, to go to penalties. Let's play till the next one wins. You know, like you used to do when you were a kid and you'd be over the park. Next one wins, then you'd score. No, no, OK, next one wins. You just didn't want that game to end because it was end-to-end. Well, it was. Uh, I think it was. It, it was more than just football. It was so. You know, the the outcome was always in jeopardy. Yeah. Uh, it was so. It was dramatic, wasn't it? It was yeah. really dramatic. You didn't know what was coming. No one could have called it. No one could have wrote the script. Um, and when Messi scored to make it three two, he's run over. Think he scored the winner, you know. And that weren't a low Messi, Lionel Messi goal. That was a. That was a Messi goal. Yeah. But it wasn't a Lionel Messi <laughs> goal. He, you know, he got it over the line when he. We all knew it had gone in because it was two or three yards over. But he ran away, and I thought, thank God for that, Mum. He's one. He's better. And all of a sudden, that was on like eighty-eight minutes. Was it ninety-eight minutes? I said, no. Some two, not yet. Yeah. It was two minutes. It was a minute and a half from the end, and he's just won. That they he was, they were screaming on TV. Lionel Messi just won the World Cup for. Argentina, and then you think, well, it, it, it can't twist again. There can't be another twist, and but there was. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the extra time, the goalkeeper makes that magnificent save. Yeah, but but to, to save Argentina. Absolutely. I mean, what a that was almost Schmeichel-like, wasn't it? Yeah. But but yeah. like Mbappe, he scores a penalty, he scores a great volley, and then he gets that late. Second penalty, and they get the again 
the commentators, I just don't know where they get them from. And they're going, well, will Mbappe take the second penalty? I'm like, mate, there is not a chance that anybody is going to get that ball off Mbappe. He will back himself because he's a quality class player. And they go, oh, he's arrogant. You need to be as arrogant and confident as what he he is when you're playing at that level, doing what he does. And whereas Harry Kane stuck it, I think he was aiming at the moon. I mean, Mbappe, you just knew that fella wasn't going to miss. And then in the penalty shootout, who steps up for the first two penalties? Messi, who'd already took a penalty in a game, and Mbappe, who'd already took two, and they, they just took them penalties away. Just top players, and they? And just supremely confident swagger. Well, yeah, that's, um, that's... I mean, that's why they are what they are. Yeah, isn't it? You know, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely fantastic. I mean, uh, as I say, I, I, the only thing I can say about last night was if they never, anyone has never seen a football match and watched that last night would have been a little bit misled because that was a football match of all football matches. It wasn't the greatest football match because mm. after eight, if the game would have, if you hadn't given the penalty away at 2 0, yep. we'd have been very disappointed that. The French let themselves down. It was too one-sided. We don't like to see one-sided games, do no, we? No, no, we don't. If that was a rugby yeah. match, because they play 80, don't they? 80 minutes are up, bang, 2-0. Argentina win, you go, oh, that was just an average World Cup final, that was, wasn't it? It was all right. Unbelievable. unbelievable. It was an unbelievable match, but to say it was the greatest is ridiculous. We now go on to the Euros. Um, we're in a, 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 a group. So our next game will be in March. We've got a bit of a break. We've got Italy. We've got Malta. We've got Ukraine. And we've got North Macedonia. So that's what's next for Gareth, for Dave the Cat and the England team. You're right. The Argentinian manager says Messi will just make his own mind up. If he wants to carry on and play in the World Cup, he will do. But again, I'm listening to commentators today and they're arguing. They're saying Martinez cheated when he threw the ball away or he was when he was doing them little kind of shimmies when he was on the line. And I'm like, are you lot for real? Do you not remember Bruce Grobbler? Was it 1984, the European Cup final? He was the one that started all that messing around on the line, trying to put the forward off, didn't he? Absolutely. It's all part of the game. It's of course all, it is, yeah. It's, it's great, and I think for me, it's great entertainment. You know, uh, because you can, I, it can, you can either be a hero or a villain. You can, yeah. if it all goes wrong. But that's the way he plays in goal. I mean, I wouldn't want to take a penalty against him. I know he's a big lad. Yeah, uh, he's a confident lad, and that is the way. That is what you've got to do. You've got to do anything to stop the player scoring. He ain't doing nothing wrong. No, no, you know, sure. it, you know they. We change the rules so much. Uh, where do we go, mate? <laughs> yeah, you just dropped off. They change the rules where you're not allowed to be taking it. I'm assuming you're going to say the run-up. You need to run well, up, yeah, but they stop, yeah. don't they? Yeah, they, you know, it's... Um, what does it matter what you're doing where you go you know it's all about when the ball leaves your foot isn't it and now, yeah. and now and then now goalkeepers I mean if you're a goalkeeper that, I'm sure that if I was a goalkeeper that's what I'd do I'd want to yeah. try and put them up as much as I can mm-hmm. you know especially with a goalkeeper that weren't a, a, a penalty that weren't really a penalty it'd make me even worse yeah. you know 
to, to get a bit of justice out of it. But uh, no, I mean the, the the goalkeeper. I mean, if it hadn't have been the the Messi and Mbappe final, the goalkeeper walked would have walked away with all the trophies last night. Absolutely, I love what he did with the trophy. By the way, it was superb, wasn't he? he put, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a great, it's a great picture of Martinez with that trophy and that Iraqi bloke standing behind him. Thought, what the bleeding hell's he doing with that trophy? <laughs> it's an argument. And, and there's a little bit, little bit of a hand of God in it as well, wasn't there? Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But again, you know, they they come away with pretty much all the trophies. Mbappe got the the golden boot. I think he's level with uh, with Pele now, uh, all time goal scorers in in the World Cup. Again, phenomenal. And the kid is only twenty three. Imagine if he was English, you wouldn't hear the last of it, would you? It, but you do realise Mbappe is only twenty three. Mbappe, twenty three year old Mbappe. That's all the English press would be writing about. But again, he will go on. He'll learn from that. I've never seen anybody receive a golden boot and be so fed up. But again, it just shows people. When some people go, yeah, but, you know, they're quite happy scoring the goals and the team doesn't win but scoring the goals. He was absolutely gutted, wasn't he? He was almost inconsolable. And and that's that's why he's so great, isn't it, Al? Well, yeah, it's, you know, it, the golden boot don't mean nothing if you no. lose. No, yeah, not at so, all, no. But not, you know, you, you can have a golden boot said I've scored more goals than anyone, but yeah. that's not what the game's all about. It's all no. about winning, you know. It's uh, But winning with style. And, it, and he's such a, he's a, he's a, he's a class player as well, yeah, isn't he? And, yeah. and he plays with it. He plays with it even at the end. He's played with half a smile, even though he was beat. He, he plays with a smile on his face. He knows yeah. how good he is. He says yeah. how good he is. But that's that's not a problem with that. We, you know, the English people, they can turn around and condemn him and say what they want about him. But I tell you what, if Southgate or we had a manager that would pick someone like that, they would they would love him in, in the English team, Christ or my. But he wouldn't get in the English team because he, he wouldn't, you know, he wouldn't do what Gareth wants him to do. Absolutely. But he does, as you say. He's one of the few players these days. I think Messi, he always plays with a smile on his face. And um, and Mbappe plays with a smile on the face. Says it all. Mind you, I did, I did half expect Mbappe to go over to Lionel and say, do you want to take this trophy back to Buenos Aires with you as well? Because I, I don't really want that. Well, yeah, I don't think he did really. No, he didn't. You know, he looked like he wanted a fright on the floor. It it was, um, but that's that's the way it is. It's um, you see the people at the Oscars. They they win the Oscar. They know that that don't really matter much, really. You know, there's six of them go up there, and it's all about opinions and everything else. Uh, And Bappy ain't stupid enough to know that he scored two penalties. I don't know whether dubious or mm. you know that, that was one of the things in the World Cup I didn't like about the refereeing you know the, yeah, with the poor, penalty wasn't it? Oh yeah it was poor and it was you know it was such a you know it makes you wonder about FIFA you think they got four years to, you know they took a a bit of a chance with this having it at Christmas over there I still don't believe in it. you know all we need now is to some bright spark to turn around and say let's have it at Christmas every four years and that's that will be it I would never watch it again 
because it's ridiculous, you know, especially when it's snowing outside and we're watching them in the sun, you know. I mean, how do you um, think, Dave, the cat's going to feel out? I mean, I don't know. He's probably got his tail up at the moment, and he. <laughs> I mean, he's there in Qatar. It's about thirty degrees plus, and even about three o'clock in the morning, he's going to come back to Manchester minus seven. He's going to be the most unhappiest cat ever. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely gutted for the kid. I'm also. Well, wor- I mean, it couldn't have been. It could have been worse than the cat in Mexico. <laughs> 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 but, but and and again the sober tents. What a waste of time the sober tents were. They and also, I mean, in part one of it or part two of the, of the diary, we were talking about the sexualisation, and they were they were they were also talking about all these immigrant workers, how many had died and that. And it was nice as the tournament went on. All these muppets shut up and just concentrate and watch the football and let's let the football do the talking. And, you know, in terms of Messi and Mbappe, they did do all that talking. And even in the final and give us the last, you know, extra time and the last 10 minutes in normal time to uh, really salivate over. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it's one of those it was one of those matches that you go down the pub every day of the week for a year and everyone's got a different uh, take on it. But um, for me, it was, I sat here on my own, uh, poured myself a drink and I I was just, to be perfectly honest, I was absolutely delighted at 2-0 and I thought, yeah, my mate's going to go and kick, pick his money up. And then when they scored, I screamed. Well, I, I, I actually screamed when Lionel got the first penalty up because we had him as first goal scorer. Yeah. And then the second goal went in, I started clapping. You'd have thought I, there was an audience in here. I was <laughs> on my own, like, like, oh, like Jack Nicholson in the Cuckoo's house. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it all went pear-shaped, didn't it? I mean, if yeah. I'd have had four or five of the lads who feel the way I do about the game in here, it would have been mayhem, <laughs> you know. But... Uh, All's well that ends well, and it did end well because you know they had the best supporters. Yeah, they had a, you know, it was a dream the way they 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 come back from losing that first game. I couldn't for the life of me, I'd have wanted hundred to one for them to win the tournament yeah. after that. They looked a team drained, run out of ideas, didn't have, didn't have a clue. Lionel looked fed up. He, you know, he looked. Ten years younger when he walked out yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing how the turnabout and uh, it's just fantastic, really. Um, it, it couldn't have, it couldn't have turned out better. It's it was just a, incredible. And I don't think people understand really the weight of um, the weight of a, a nation that was on Messi's shoulders because there's always been that comparison with Maradona. Uh, I've got to say, I do feel sorry for Passarella because all the pictures you've seen is Messi and Maradona and Passarella was the first Argentinian to lift the uh, the World Cup. And he ain't, uh, he ain't got a mention from 1978. Never forget the first team that wins your honours. Chelsea do that when they forget about you boys, that FA Cup and uh, and the Cup Winners' Cup as well. But but Yeah, I, I don't really... I, I think uh, every dog has their day and it, I think it's great to... I mean, we all like to see great players, you know. Yeah. I, as I said, as as we spoke about in the last podcast, you know, why take Madison? Yeah. Uh, don't give him no time, and he had no. I mean, why take him at all? I mean, Pointless. 
that you know people say oh it would have been a good he, he would probably turn around Southgate and say well I want to just bond him into the the team spirit of the but that that to me is that's not what that is that's no good that's deflating but there's to no point bib- well is, to see him no bib- point, is when you when you when you after hearing pick the team and you've got inferior yeah. players yep named in front of you and you think well you think you've got a better chance of winning this game without me and more chance with him in the side then i might as well just pack up and go home exactly and 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 that's the point al isn't it you know the fact is going forward southgate ain't gonna change there's no way he's gonna change you know, you'd like to think that he'll learn, but he won't. He's going to carry on the way it's going. The system ain't going to work for Madison or Jack. And them two boys might as well just retire from international football because as long as this claims a manager, it don't matter whether they fit in, they get in, get on well with the boys. They're having a bit of a lad's holiday. I bet Madison, I bet if me and you were talking to Madison, we was in the pub and he'd say, do you know what? I'm absolutely gutted. I'd rather have stayed at home with me missus and me baby. Yeah, watched yeah. it, had a few beers because I tell you what, I never felt part of that at all because I knew I wouldn't even get a kick in anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the same can be said. I, I remember watching uh, Ram Saunas first, one of after the first matches, they're talking about Foden. And he said, I don't care what anyone says. We've all got our, our, our own opinions and everything yes. else. He said, this, this kid is as good as anyone I've ever seen in midfield. He said, uh, if England want to win the World Cup, he's got to be the first name on the sheet. And that's what Saunders said. Now, yeah. Graham Saunders knows a little bit more than the man in charge, I'm yeah, afraid to does. say. Yeah, he does, yeah. Uh, in my eyes. Yeah. And he talked a lot of sense and he was a great, great footballer himself. Yeah. Um, and yet, Foden wasn't seen after that, you know? No, but but again, uh, if he was Spanish or Argentinian, Foden would be playing in the middle of the park. They'd be giving the ball to Foden and saying, use it. Create something. That's the way we play football. Spain have got Pedri and uh, and Gavi. You know, other nations have got ball players in midfield. You know, we haven't. We've got athletes that run around six foot two and can. Uh, a commentator, I forget who it was today, absolutely nailed it, and he didn't mean anything by it, and he was just saying that you know England are better without the ball than with the ball. And, and, mate, you're absolutely right. And I think that just sums up our midfield when the same person is saying that's the best midfield we can pick and then in the next breath say we're better without the ball than with the ball. And I'm thinking, you're all a load of clowns. I have no idea why people would pay you a fortune to be on a radio or a TV coming out with things like that when you're... You're actually saying what intelligent football fans are thinking and saying, but you're not actually meaning what you're saying because you didn't listen to what you said. But what you said is absolutely right. With the ball, we ain't very good. We're better without the ball. And that just about sums up Southgate. So we're looking forward to another two years of not having the ball and running after a decent team and trying to get it. Well, you might as well go and watch a cross country cross you country might as well. team, Martin. Yeah, you, you know, might. Um, yeah. But um, I mean, England have done it again. But um, you know, you got a lot of people who are gonna. Uh, I mean, they stopped watching it when England got knocked out. But mm. uh, I found it 
more exciting when England got knocked out. And I just thought it, it just couldn't have worked out better. It couldn't have read the script any better. It was all about Mbappe and yeah. uh, and, and Messi. Uh, they produced the goods. All right, there was penalties involved, but it ain't their fault they give the penalties. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it couldn't have been. I, I mean, at the beginning of the tournament, there's only one man I wanted to pick up the trophy because he'd never won it, and he's going to shut a lot of yeah. people up because the the talk, had they not won it, would have been he ain't as good as so and so because yeah. he he never won the World Cup. Well, he has won the World Cup, and because you win the World Cup, it doesn't mean. I mean, Johan Cruyff never won it, and George Best never won it, yeah. but it doesn't make them inferior players to people that did win it. You know, it wasn't George Best. Uh, because he was Northern Irish, he never mm -hmm. played in a World Cup final. No, no wonder he went on the boots. And that, yeah. that was part of the problem every four years. He used to go missing and he was broken eye because he couldn't play in a World Cup or because of his nationality. And I think players from now on, they're doing it already. I know, as I said about McAllister. Mm -hmm. You know, I never knew he was Argentinian. But what a lucky boy because yeah. he wouldn't have got a game in the England team. No, not at all. But again, how stupid yeah. is it? If Messi, yeah. if Messi wins the World Cup, he's going to be called the goat. And like, I mean, come on. Whether you win a World Cup or whether you don't, you're still a brilliant player. You can't help not winning a World Cup. Not everybody wins a World Cup. Pelly was fortunate. He had great players around him and he was a great player as well. But he won the World Cup three times. Garincha won it twice. And Bappe has won it once. He could have won it twice. Messi has now won it once. Maradona won it once. He could have won it twice. They got beat in the 90 final, of course. So, you know, when you're playing in a World Cup final or a World Cup tournament, you know, sometimes it is in the lap of gods. And you're right, sometimes your name's on the trophy. Sometimes you're not. But to actually put them up there as the best or the greatest of all time for the only reason that they actually now have won the World Cup, so we call them the greatest of all time, that is absolutely stupid, that is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, stupid. As, as, without repeating myself, I think, yeah. you know, I, uh, it's. Um, I can only imagine how uh, George felt, you know, when you listen to him on the, when the World Cup starts and you've got all these people screaming and hollering say this is the biggest stage in the world and the best players in the world, the best teams in the world and all this. It's a load of, it's load it of is. track, really. It is. Uh, and I can only imagine how George felt every four years when he... I, I bet he never watched the World Cup, George. He just used to go to Spain and go out with his Miss World and do what he'd done and, and that was it. He was he was absolutely choked, all because of his nationality. Uh Crazy, really, and 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 obviously him as well. Pat Jennings, he did play in the World Cup later on. Yeah, eighty-two and in eighty-six. Yeah, when he was late on in his years, but um, um, now it's um, there's <laughs> so much fate involved, um, yeah. refereeing decisions, penalties, and all that. But the outcome all turned out. I think the outcome it could have went terribly wrong and. Someone else got there and won it. The only other team that I would have been delighted to see when it was Morocco. Yeah, I thought they, I thought they were sensational. I really yeah. did from from word go, and they got a couple of injuries defensively that that hurt them. I think they might have run out a little bit of legs. Um, I don't know because it was a might have been a bridge too far. 
Um, I thought the the number four Arakrat or what his yeah. name is, he, I he was magnificent. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, he was a he was a midfield midfield player of the tournament for me. Yeah. Um, and if he'd have, if he'd have been in one of them teams last night, uh, you know, if he'd have been in the French team, he'd have motivated them. Uh, that he that wouldn't have been a virus with him last night. Absolutely, and uh, and Miss Croatia, she's had a good tournament as well. She got a number I of. I thought she uh... was the best thing I see in the World Cup, actually. <laughs> and there was that Argentinian bird that uh, said she was going to take a top off as well if they won. I've been looking around social media, but I can't find her. <laughs> but uh, apparently, apparently, they're thinking about sticking her in jail. <laughs> Well, over there they would, but they'll wait till they get home. They'd all be taking their tops off. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we wasn't particularly looking forward to it when we'd done the first part of the diary because of where it is and because of it's Christmas. And it ain't like a World Cup where we've watched the night before and then we go out to work. It's minus seven and we're scraping our cars. It's usually nice and light and sunny and down the pub and it's a different kind of World Cup. I don't think, well, the next World Cup is in America, Canada and uh, Mexico, Mexico in four yeah. years' time. But I think that the one after, that might go to Saudi Arabia because they do tend to have a lot of money and money does talk with uh, with FIFA. So it wouldn't surprise me if not the next one, but the one after or the one after that is a Winter World Cup because now they've done it and the money that the Arabs have got are can see them getting another one and they were already talking about a 32 team club uh, tournament aren't they as well so uh, FIFA are are just looking at you know trying to get as many games of football out the players and as many tournaments because they want more money and more money gives them more money and if they do uh, get more money Infantino can buy some decent footwear out Well, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you go back to uh, the FA Cup. I think the FA Cup hasn't been the same since Manchester United pulled yeah. out of it when they went over to try and get us, you know. Uh, um, 2006 uh, World Cup, wasn't it? Hmm? Yeah, it was just, you know, and it kind of tainted the, uh, the FA Cup and, you know, we we do things. The FA we don't do things. The FA do things. FIFA do. UEFA, you know, even things like making the semi-finals of the FA Cup at Wembley and all that. That kind of ruined the final for many people. FA Cup final wasn't the same after they had the semi-finals at Wembley. It was not the you know it's the elite competition. Yeah. You know, uh, and that is a stage. That is a big stage. Um, and when you have the semi-finals there, it's not—it's just not the same. It's just—it's just greed. It's—it's it's absolute greed. And what you're doing is you're—you're you're putting the supporters second. Them supporters last night have made the tournament. Yeah. Argentina supporters last night have made this. If they hadn't have turned up, the Argentina supporters, there'd have been forty, fifty thousand of them yeah. through this tournament. It wouldn't have been the same. I tell you what, Al, if they hadn't have turned up them Argentinian fans, the grounds would have been bloody empty for this World Cup. Well, as we know, they gave a lot of tickets away and yeah. they've, they've, they've conned their way through it. Yeah. Uh, no matter what they said on TV, that, that that was what we heard before and that is what happened. That, and they started making the, uh, excuses after two or three games. They said well, they can't get through the turnstiles yeah. as people uh, and all this shit. Well... 
there's nothing else to do out there. Not as if they were stuck in the pub, was it? You no, know, not at all. It, you know. So it was all. It's all. It's all been a con. You know. The. You know, when the Gizem FIFA jumps up and he says this has been the world best World Cup of all time. I mean, that is just. Uh, you know, it's it's like it's not like reality. It's just you. Everything's a PR job on the on their side of it, and life ain't a PR. Uh, and that was what made the game so fantastic last night. It was so far away from being PR. Yeah. It was the dramatic life. You know, this really is what happens. You know, you know when we were kids and we, we played at school, or you know, you got to a cup final and you went in, you know, and then, oh, we 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 nearly won it. You know, then two minutes ago we got back in it, and it was just so exciting. The last, I mean, you that last. That extra time. I mean, you never knew when when he made it free or what was coming next. You know, yeah. you thought, well, the, you know, as you said, one of said, well, a lot of people said, scrap, scrap the extra time. Well, extra time was far better than the match itself. Absolutely, I'd always keep extra time. I'd play more time. I would. I mean, if you know the games are going on and and it's still a stalemate, I'd start taking a player off from each team after a couple of minutes. <laughs> and then by the time you finish, you're going to get five aside on a big pitch like that. Someone's going to have a bit of passing moving or a shot oh, scoring a goal. Attack. Oh, have <laughs> attack. Get it, get it. Oh. Paramedics. <laughs> well, Al, it's been an absolute joy and and a blast. That's another. We'd done the Euro uh, Diary a couple of years ago uh, for our home tournament that we failed. We've done the World Cup Diaries, Alan Hudson's World Cup Diary, another tournament that England have failed. So uh, I just want to say, you're, 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 a, you're a fucking jinx, mate. <laughs> well, I've got to say, going, going back to what you said earlier on, when we did the first show, I wasn't all for it and I'm still no. against it. I, yeah. I don't think we should have had it at this time of year. Yeah. I think come, come the end of the season, the Premier League season, we'd have wished that we had a World Cup to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, we would. I think it's messed the Premier League up. Yeah. Um, uh, it's disrupted everything that's good about our game. Yep. Uh, we've lost contact and touch with what's going on in the domestic game and all because of money. And yep. it, it's still the wrong thing to do. Absolutely. And whether the Arabs... I mean, if the Arabs want to have a World Cup on their own, let them have it every two years at Christmas, but let them, mm-hmm. let them do it on their own. Yeah. But don't drag us into it. I mean, it's just like what we're talking about with the girls' football. Yeah. The girls' football, the Euros, I love seeing the girls. They were fantastic. They were absolutely incredible. I thought they were... I never looked forward to... I never thought I'd look forward to the girls' football as much as I did the last two games, and the yeah. Spanish were great. Uh, it was just great entertainment. But... They make the the bad mistake of coming into our game, and Ian Wright should be ashamed of himself. Yeah, because well, he's gone on to the women's game and commentating on the women's game. Now he should be ashamed of himself because that's that's one for them. I mean, does he not want to go home? No. I mean, God Almighty, what what is he? What's he want to go? What would you want to go and commentate on women's football for? I know. It's nothing to do with us, is no. it? You know, they got a different... Let know, the women do the women, and they can talk about things. In fact, I was, I was watching Carney and Whelan, and they were they were doing something for the WSL, and, and it, it was great listening to them, and they were talking about games that they played in and the women's game, 
that's great. That's your game. But I don't want to listen to them players talking about the men's game because they've never played in no. the men's game. It's a different no. game. So you women, do your women ga- game and don't tell us about how many fans are inside the ground when clearly there is not. You know, there's 14,000 fans that don't turn up at Wembley, but they tell us it's a full house. I don't like the wokeness of the women's game. And it's almost as though it's it's there, right, and players like that are just ramming it down our throats. Look, people want to watch it, great, you can watch it. But let's look at your game, our game, never the twain shall meet. And let's enjoy both for what they are. And let's be honest about the games. And let's forget about all this BS and this wokeness because it drives me up the wall. And let's hope that in the next tournament, England aren't the only team kneeling because that that just is annoying as well. Absolutely, mate. Right, so till next time, Alan, it's been an absolute pleasure, sir. And we're going to be back to our My Life, uh, My Music. for the next podcast i do want to do a behind the uh, the lens with you al as well for uh, for our patreon sites where we talk about pictures uh, of you and you can tell the stories behind the pictures and if they evoke any songs so we can do a, a my life my music um with the behind the lens so we'll uh, we'll have a look at that what we're doing next but um for now the world cup diary is finished we do look forward to america and we are going to be looking forward to germany so we will be focusing on england in future tournaments at a future date so thanks for your time mate and uh, thanks Good for night, listening mate. guys cheers pal well done, Paul. Lovely. Thanks, Al. Speak soon. Thanks, Al. Well done. Cheers, pal. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.